This podcast is brought to you by our patrons. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash have a drink show. This is your beer, liquor, and other beverage news for the week of June 27th, 2020. Liquor wars heat up between the U.S. and the EU. Jim Bean dusts off its oldest bourbon. Do you like big red and beer? Well, buckle up, buckaroo. And Christopher Columbus never discovered Flavortown. All this and more on Have a Drink News. Welcome to Have a Drink News, the show where we cover the week's popular news about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker, and let's jump right into it. Yes, starting out, uh, we've got more in trade wars from uh, between, the U- uh, between the U.S. and the uh, EU. Uh, I'm certain we've mentioned at some point that there have been some tariffs on uh, goods coming from the EU, which has led to retaliatory tariffs against bourbon and other assorted American whiskeys. Yeah. First, uh, I guess, technically, we fired first, and they put tariffs on scotch and the like, and then the EU said, well, we're going to put tariffs on bourbon. And really, no one wins. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well... The U.S. slapped first the 25% tariff on a wide range of popular goods and spirits from the, pardon, from the EU, including Scotch and Irish whiskey and a slew of other liqueurs. Uh, they are currently the U.S. Trade Representative is mulling over an expansion on the effective uh, tax to include gin, vodka, and even some imported beers. It's all part of an escalating trade war uh, that began when. Uh, began when the U.S. objected to European subsidies to French plane manufacturer Airbus. The World Trade Organization, for its part, ruled the U.S. could move ahead with up to $7.5 billion in retaliatory, retaliatory tariffs. Uh, this is all coming from Forbes, which is why uh, it's so riveting. Mm. Uh, right. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, I, I, I'm just like, wait, wait, wait. The World Tra- Trade Organization ha- like can say that there's so much about finance I do not understand yeah. or what anyone's part, part in anything is. Uh, but the EU had already implemented its own set of import taxes on American whiskeys, a move uh, that the Distilled Spirits Council of the United States estimated cost now in the domestic industry more than $30 million in lost revenue, most of which is felt by the smaller craft producers. Specific numbers were part of an ep- economic report released earlier this week. Uh, yeah, I guess... Raising the tariff, raising tariffs, so they, so they're just not buying them because that's, and if you do buy them, the people who are buying them are paying the government to put the tariffs on there because these do not actually affect. <laughs> Basically, China is not you know paying for tariffs we put on them, or the yeah. EU in this case. I mean, uh, different day, different country. American distillers enjoyed two decades of unparalleled growth in the EU prior to the implementation of these retaliatory tariffs, said Chris Swanger, uh, president and CEO of Discus. That was the Distilled Spirits Council of the U.S. Uh, This report makes clear that those tariffs took the wind out of the sails for American whiskey exports to our top export market, which has resulted in a loss of more than a quarter billion dollars of sales. For those still keeping track, 
those American whiskey tariffs uh, were the result of another set of U.S. taxes. Uh, these on ones on EU steel and uh, aluminum. Although I guess if it's EU aluminum, it should be aluminium. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. But no, I guess not anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they're, they're not in the EU. <laughs> oh, they're not yeah. in the EU, yeah. So we say what we want now. Uh, the spirits industry get, uh, just keeps getting caught in the crossfire. An innocent bystander and a real-time demonstration of how everyone loses in a trade war. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. The EU thing's really funny because, uh, what was it, Angela Merkel told, uh, basically just looked at Britain and was like, nah, you, you've got what, what your prime minister has done, you all just have to sit there and live with it. Like, they're like, no, when he's gone, EU's going to make you live with it. Yeah. And they're also going, hey, you know, those, uh, you know, that nice big museum full of plundered goods that belong <laughs> to members. Yeah. You're going to have to give it all back. But, but that's, that's, that's history. Yeah. It's theirs. <laughs> give it back to them. Uh, we're off to a great start with some of the EU, uh, EU partners, but since the implementation, uh, implementation of these retaliatory tariffs, the EU, our European exports have been flat at best, said Jeff Quint, founder and CD, CEO of Cedar Ridge Distillery in Swisher, Iowa. At this point, we're really only able to tread water. We are trying really hard to maintain our EU business. We can't really grow unless these tariffs go away. Uh, so what can you expect to see on the shelf in the U.S. Uh, uh, trade tariffs can continue? Uh, a 750 milliliter bottle of Grey Goose vodka, typically around $30, would go up to $37.50 overnight. Hmm. Sip Smith's gin, currently sitting at $36, would see a $9 increase. These no long, uh, the longer these disputes go unresolved, the greater threat and even more tariffs uh, of even more tariffs on our industry, said Swanger. The EU has stated it uh, it may impose retaliatory tariffs in the U.S. rum, vodka, and brandy in its uh, in its parallel case. The uh, WTO concerning Boeing. In addition, the EU is scheduled to increase its retaliatory tariffs on American whiskey to 50% in spring of 2021. Jeez. So basically by next spring, no one in Europe is going to be buying bourbon. All I'm hearing is I bet you I could pay for my plane tickets if I buy enough bourbon and fly over there with it. To... <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know what you have to pay tax-wise. I know when we came... We were coming back from Scotland. They had a there was a liter limit on taxes that you were allowed to bring back. But some someone had uh, what was it, like six six liters of scotch stashed in bags that they got through un, without having to pay the tax on it. You know, I just imagine someone opening it up like when they're like anything to declare, and they open up your bag and just look at you. Have fun. <laughs> well done, you. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, you know who else may have done well? Jim Beam. Usually. Or at least pulled something really old. I was going to say, maybe this one doesn't taste like boiled peanuts. <laughs> A man <Well>, can dream. <laughs> Want to taste history? Not not usually. No. As it turns out. No. Um, <laughs> they, they didn't bathe enough back then. Yeah, no, it's, it's real. It, no... No, uh, Jim Beam Ooh, is bringing everyone. back the distillery's oldest brand nationally and making it the way it was more than a hundred years ago. Old Tub Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey will be back on shelves nationwide for a limited time, beginning in late June, for about twenty-three dollars a bottle, according to Jim Beam, celebrating bourbon's true rustic character. 
It has previously only been available at the distillery in Claremont. It will be uh, distilled there without chill filtration, just like the original old tub recipe, according to the release. Chill filtration removes fatty acids. Uh, this version has a full-bodied, authentic <laughs> flavor. That doesn't said. sound good. <laughs> According to the tasting notes, the bourbon tastes of oak, grain, and warm caramel with a nose of oak, grain, and vanilla. I mean, that doesn't sound bad. No. That actually sounds quite pleasant. Uh, we're, we're taking bourbon lovers back to a time and making a delicious bourbon True to the way my ancestors intended over 140 years ago when Old Tub was first crafted, said Fred No, seventh generation master distiller in the release. I'm excited to share this one of a kind liquid with our fans and provide a bit of authenticity and nostalgia as we head towards another 225 years in the bourbon industry. So all I'm picturing is uh, the whiskey that Doc Brown drank in a uh... Uh, Back to the Future Three, Old Kentucky Red Eye. You're right. I'm just saying, like that's that's all I'm picturing right now is no. <laughs> is like like how how does it taste? Oh, <laughs> and then they have to mix the wake up juice, right? It's like no, you gotta you gotta set them up. You don't want them gagging. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It, it, okay. I would I would like to get a bottle of this just to keep the empty bottle around. It's one of those things that I've had to convince myself to stop chasing bottles because they're a special release thing. Like uh, Johnny Walker's really awful to do. Like they, yeah. every other week there's a new oh special release and you can find all those bottles pretty much forever sitting yeah. on some distant liquor store shelf for like $200. Right. But this feels like it's be more like something that's like, hey, let's it's like $23 taste. Taste old style, uh, old style bourbon. Yeah, for that, I I want to try that. I would yeah. love to, love to have it. It's I, I'm intrigued, definitely. I've I've been wondering about that recently because everyone, uh, some forums and things, looking and they're like, no whiskey, modern whiskey tastes nothing how it did, even like a hundred years ago. Like this is what we're what we drink now is almost nothing like what they drank before. Oh, yeah, no, and that's what I'm like. I want to drink hundred percent less maggots. I want to drink like what E.H. Taylor was cranking out of distilleries. It's the second there. I thought you said, I want to drink E.H. Taylor. Yeah, like no. The, the, the whiskey, right? Not not the stilled remains of E.H. Taylor. I mean, that would be my haven't you done well drink. Man, that's got to be like, you know, crazy rich billionaires that hunt men for sport on a on a deserted island i i have to imagine they also like distill men down into whiskey <laughs> yeah soylent whiskey soylent whiskey soylent brown uh. brown because it's barrel aged <laughs> oh that that took a turn barrel so, yeah. barrel aged in the casket that we put them in so yeah if you want to taste authentic whiskey how it loosely used to be i'm sure that you there's more quality ingredients going into this than previously but how how much of a time how much in time you know if a time machine was invented tomorrow how much of it would just be us going back going nope not eating that (laughs) yeah kind of that and going back to a year ago and saying hey buckle up (laughs) here's all the toilet paper you're gonna need (laughs) yeah 
by uh, stalking Charmin. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, you know, speaking of, of things that taste like things. Um, <laughs> I was going to say from brown to red, but there's also no winning there either. Uh, at that point, you need to consult the doctor. <laughs> very much. Yeah. Uh, so big red lovers, and I, I feel like the need to clarify here, the beverage, not the chewing gum. Oh, okay. Uh, big red lovers, uh, are pretty much the majority of residents in South Texas, apparently may soon have a new favorite beer. Uh, I'm going to say this as Isla street brewing question mark. It's I S L L A. Uh, it's releasing its new big Rojo beer. Which the company describes as a subtly tart Berliner body finished with real big red syrup for the iconic sweet smooth finish of the soda. I, okay, if, if you're doing it in a Berliner, maybe. doing fruity flavored syrups with it completely tracks. Yeah. Maybe. I still, I don't like big red anyway, so I don't think I would be about this. That's been my go-to drink, so at least at, uh, at every White Castle ever. The White Castle in Lexington <laughs> that we went to, they had big red. I don't know if they have it in yeah, all yeah. the white castles they do but i do uh coke and big red like a half and half i just never liked it but uh the big rojo beer was first released oh. to the brewery's members earlier this week however word had gotten out and due to the request and demand the brewery said it will be doing a full-scale release on july 22nd mm. <laughs> um yeah uh, so uh even though it's slated to be released next month the brewery said there are two ways you may be able to be get a taste early First, you can take part in the brewery's Facebook contest where three winners will be chosen at 6 p.m. Saturday with a chance to try Big Rojo and pick up some beer free of charge. Uh, visit the brewery's Facebook or Instagram pages for more details. The second way to taste the beer was going to be a barbacoa and Big Red party. That yes. sounds interesting, actually. Uh, hosted by Big Hops Bitters on Saturday. However, well, nothing nothing could ever put a, put a damper on that plan. Right, yeah. Uh, however, on Friday, Governor Greg Abbott issued an executive order that forced bars and similar establishments to close at noon. Uh, BHB said on Facebook it will still sell the beer flavor until 2 p.m. or until it's sold out. And uh, they've got a link in the story to find more details about that. But Question, uh, can yeah. we move to Texas? I mean, do you, do you really want to be around all that dry heat? Better than... I don't know. I always I always debate that in my head, like dry heat versus this like sickening humidity. I've spent a lot of time in the West and I, I hate the dryness. I can't it's within twenty four hours of the plane landing, my skin is like, no. <laughs> we need moisture and my lips are like cracking and falling apart. I want I want to go north, not uh farther south. <laughs> but they have barbecue. The best... yeah, <sighs> what I need we need teleportation to be a thing so I can have I can live in the Pacific Northwest but have barbecue teleported to me. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Then, <laughs> we're all we're all behind this. Yes. Uh, and then you know someone to also fix my stomach so that I can <laughs> right. enjoy barbecue. Yeah, definitely. And not die. Like you know, methods not uh, give you cancer. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> that'd be. That'd be nice. You know what also uh, would be nice if uh, if I'd never had to say the words Flavor Town. But I was really <laughs> thinking you were going to link it to cancer as well, and I was like, "Where are we going now?" Well, let's go to a, an, another news: a man that has become a cancer on the culinary world. Oh, hey, look, the man's just he seems like living his person. living his donkey style life. <laughs> uh, 
you know what you're going to get. That's all I'm going to say. Bud oh, Light, yeah. Bud Light, however, has promised to change, has promised hard seltzer giveaway if Columbus changes its name to Flavortown. This is coming from Vine Pear. Growing petition, uh, growing support for a petition calling for the city of Columbus, Ohio, to be renamed Flavortown could be seen. Uh, could see the residents. Uh, receive an unexpected bonus free hard seltzers also i can't say flavor town without thinking of like tom haverford from parks and rec <laughs> yeah. we call it flavor town uh, oh. they serve cheeky cheeky pom pom <laughs> launched last week on change.org the petition was sparked by the ongoing re-examination of the legacy of christopher columbus for whom the city is named I mean, I thought we all agreed that he was a monster who didn't discover any who 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 bumbled his way into underestimating how big the world was. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, and who who brought nothing but pain and sorrow to everyone he met. Look, at the root of it, he did the exact same as the actual founder. I mean, Leif Erikson actually found it. You Vikings actually found it. And then I mean, here came Columbus, you know, Rape and pillage, rape and pillage. Pillage, That's... that was, yeah. But I was going to say, also, you know, some people found it before that. They were yeah. here. Exactly. They they found a land bridge that went away once waters rose when the world temperature went up. Funny how that changed things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, this is taking a different turn. Let's get back to the story. Yeah, Tyler Wood, uh, Wood, uh, Woodbridge who started the petition, offers two primary reasons for selecting Flavortown as the city's new name. First, the moniker refers to the culinary heritage of the area, uh, he says, as including its reputation as the go-to test market for the food industry. Second, restaurateur and celebrity chef Guy Fieri was born in the city of Columbus. Uh, for those unfamiliar with the term, I'm sorry. <laughs> Flavortown, uh, Fieri coined the concept on his show diners, drive-ins, and dives. According to the so-called uh, laws of Flavortown, the reference is to a mythical place, a state of mind where fun and food meet in perfect harmony. Mm-hmm. To date, 46, over 46,000 individuals have signed the petition in favor of changing the name. During the conversation and adding uh, to the Flavortown hype, Bud Light announced that Bud Light seltzer for all of Flavortown if the name change goes ahead. The ABM Bev owned brand followed the message with another tweet on Monday say, stating, Petition is getting close. We're ready to bring, bring flavor to Flavor Town, which is the only way people will drink Bud Light Seltzer. <laughs> Even uh, then. I'm waiting for another town to change their name to Flavor Town <laughs> to be like, Hey, why don't you give us? <laughs> give us some of that. Like- Columbus what if it's like Alexandria? What if it's like Alexandria and you know Alexander the Great's empire, and it's just every other city is now Flavortown? <laughs> it's uh, it's you know Springfield, but Flavortown. Yeah, <laughs> and the Simpsons all look like Guy Fieri. No, that was uh, American Dad where they did that. Or oh, it's a demon. Oh. Guy Fieri's a uh, oh. demon. It's I didn't, a demon watch, that, that I didn't watch that episode. So I was literally just picturing Maggie sucking a pacifier, but with Guy Fieri's hair. Oh, he's a, he eventually jumps into Jeff. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's great. No, you can... it, no, I'm like that, that concept is solid. I feel like that would be a fun episode. I just hadn't when, seen it. When it comes, when he starts turning into the Fieri demon, he's looking in the mirror, and then suddenly, like his hair is like growing into the bleach spikes, <laughs> and a pair of sunglasses are flipped backwards <laughs> over his ears. He turns to Stan, who walks in the room, and he's something about pretty boss. What was it? 
pretty boss sink you got here. You could really fry up some bologna in there. <laughs> like snaps <laughs> his fingers and walks out. Great episode. Uh, anyway. Well, uh, it's only unclear exactly how Bud Light will follow up on its promise. Most petitioners on change.org agree that KV, uh, renaming Columbus after Guy Fieri's phrase would be a superior choice. One petitioner said, I've never been to Ohio, but I would go to Flavortown. <laughs> I mean, you know, you got you got to give uh, Fieri something about branding, you know, like <laughs> sticks with it. He's on yeah. he's, he's on it all the time. You know who also sticks with it? Dos Equis. And what it is, is responsible social distancing. Dos Equis bringing six feet hard at you. Want to go enjoy an adult beverage in the park, but worried about maintaining safe social distancing? Put I the am. measuring tape away. Dos Equis has the perfect solution for you on Wednesday Man, morning. Oh, hold on. I don't want to do that. I want to go to the I want to go to the park now with measuring tape and just constantly going, shh. Nope. Sorry. Gotta another another three eighths of an inch. <laughs> on Wednesday morning, the Mexican beer brand announced uh, in a promotion for its fun and functional product, the Seis Foot Cooler. As the name suggests, it's the container. It's six feet long. So yeah. It's not the five dollar foot long. It's I don't know how much. Six, it six foot. Six <laughs> foot cooler. Has enough room for at least six beers on each end, making it an easy way to drink with friends while also remaining a, a safe distance from them. That's amazing. Yeah, uh, the campaign is running as a reminder to be cautious and careful during reopenings. As Dos Equis representative uh, told Thrillist, where we pulled this article, Dos Equis is encouraging beer drinkers everywhere to drink responsibly. Uh, well, a little more responsibly. The promotion officially starts at 11 a.m. on Friday, June 26th. So this past Friday. Uh, entry is simple. Just purchase some Dos Equis, upload the receipt onto this. Uh, we have a link to the promo website. And wait to find out if you've won a free cooler. So these are not for purchase. You have to win these. Oh, where Entrance. would you where would you even store this cooler to take it to the park? Like if you put this in the back of a pickup truck, it's still gonna dang you're gonna have to put like a handkerchief at the end of that cooler. <laughs> it's gonna it. dangle dangle off the edge. <laughs> so that's a fantastic how's it gonna ship? <laughs> oh god. You gotta assemble that crap. It's it's gonna come broke down, you know. It's uh, the promotion officially started on uh, the twenty sixth, and you upload the receipts to the website. Find out if you won the free one. You got to be twenty one. However, you can check out the rest of the rules on their website for the ambitious. Uh, this giveaway is going to require some fast uploading. Does like he only has forty five coolers to give away. Dear. but for the I'm sure they're gone. But for those who don't win, having some Dos Equis to drink at home isn't a bad consolation prize. Maybe the amber. I, yeah, I was going to say, I like Dos Equis amber, amber pretty well, actually. Dos Equis isn't terrible. It, it could be worse. It's in a green bottle, though. Yeah, that doesn't help. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is the amber in a green bottle? But I think it still is, yeah. Everything is in a... Everything is always in a green bottle when you're trying to make it like a uh, Mexican style... Uh, not Mexican... Uh, uh, well, a lot of Mexican style lagers are trying to be German style beers, which yeah. except for a Modelo, they they keep it um, keep it better, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> uh, on to something completely different. I have no segue for this. This is uh, yeah, begun because I don't even know how to get into this. Yeah, ice cream wars have. <laughs> 
Over the past few years, hard seltzer has solidified its place as the current alcoholic drink of the summer. Refreshing, often lower calorie alternative to beer. But now, truly hard seltzer, this is the one owned by Boston Beer Company, by the way, um, often, uh, sorry, has turned its boozy, sparkling water into the perfect summer dessert as well. Just don't expect to save on any calories this time around. Well, no. Uh, teaming up with the alcohol-infused ice cream specialists at Tipsy Scoop, which is a thing, Truly has launched four varieties of Truly Lemonade Hard Seltzer Ice Cream and Sorbet. Billed as a first-of-its-kind hard seltzer-infused ice cream, finally giving us the summer of seltzer 2.0 that we didn't quite realize we were waiting for. <laughs> yeah. Uh Okay, hold on. Sorbet. Isn't that that thing that's in the bathroom that shoots a stream of water up? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. That's what am I thinking of? Oh. Okay. <laughs> sorbet. That's a whole... No. So it's a bidet that sprays sorbet. Uh, <laughs> sticky. <laughs> sticky in places you should never be sticky. <laughs> God, think of how much pressure that would have to fire out at. <laughs> That would hurt. <laughs> I guess on the plus side, though, I, I guess you're not going to smell bad, you know? <laughs> yeah, fire out the speed of a bullet. <laughs> Plastic Just... into the ceiling. <laughs> sorbet you to the ceiling. <laughs> That's a thing. Oh. So sorbet is now a, a verb in this sense. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, that's... wasn't it always? Uh, the four frozen options are based around the latest Truly Lemonade hard seltzer variety pack. For the record, Truly Lemonade is a more full-flavored lemonade-like spin on Truly's more traditional hard seltzer choices. Oh. Uh, it includes strawberry lemonade sorbet with a strawberry sorbet base, obviously. I'm so shocked. Yeah. Mango lemonade sorbet, original so lemon <laughs> lemonade ice cream, and black cherry lemonade ice cream odd uh no need for elaborate cocktails or homemade hard seltzer slushies when you could have an entire booze infused dessert right at your fingertips thanks to truly of course tipsy scoop explains on their website uh speaking of which a spokesperson says the abv of each pint is five percent oh so it's gonna take oh, a like, like how many pints is that gonna take to get you wrecked i All mean depends how fast you eat it hmm and then you get brain freeze. So how wrecked are you? Gonna, you're going to be double wrecked then. You have brain freeze and be buzzed. That sucks. Um, I mean, I guess at that point, though, you're like, oh, it's fine. Everything's thinning back out. My blood will, my blood flow will get, get back and functional again. But so, then that means you eat faster and then you get more. Yeah, this is, cycle. It's one of those things like the caffeinated beer. I'm just like, can we not with the mixing of things that shouldn't be going together? They were so busy asking yeah. if they... <laughs> If they could, they're not asking if they should. Yeah. Basically. Uh, so uh, playing into the title variety pack idea, Tipsy Scoop is selling a pint of each ice cream slash sorbet variety alongside a can of each of the four hard seltzer flavors as one large warm weather party ready shipment for $60. Um, if it's just the sweet stuff you're after, a variety pack of only the pints of the ice cream and sorbet is going for $48. Orders can be shipped nationwide and placed at tipsyscoop.com. Yeah. Hmm. I, I just I mean, don't like sweets that much. Tasty. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever had a sorbet, so that's why I mean, I'm that's why I'm not sure if they're the toilet thing. Uh, sorbet <laughs> is just ice cream without dairy. 
<laughs> basically. Which makes you scratch your head. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Honestly. Never it... mind. Ian Malcolm should have asked a question about that. Not, <laughs> not, not this alcohol in an ice cream. There was a line they crossed long ago. This for base good. Well, speaking uh, of lines that have been crossed. Yes, it is a, uh, it is time. <laughs> so uh, oh, the we... finish line. Gotcha. <laughs> That's what we'll say. Uh, we'd like to remind everyone that this is our news only show, but we also do a weekly long form show discussing the science and history around what you drink. If you like what you hear and you want to support, have a drink. You can go to either patreon.com slash have a drink show, or you can go to have a drink store.com and check out some of our merch. And we will see you again in another couple of weeks for the next live episode. Once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. And we'll see you guys next time. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>